Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony, it's National Toothbrush Day. How often do you change your toothbrush? Tony Kornheiser. You're supposed to change it? It's been working for me. Don't you go with what works for you? Uh, you haven't changed do you change it? it? It might not be working for other people if you haven't changed it. I'm just saying. Really? So yeah. I have three different kinds of toothbrushes. I have the regular manual toothbrush. I got the water pick toothbrush. Right. And I got the thing that goes, the circular the head toothbrush. Head. Yeah. yeah, I got them all. I That's use them all. good. Well, I don't, the don't manual. as much as. What do you have, like a rotary telephone? What do you do with the manual still? Come on now. That's just a regular toothbrush. Well, every time you go to the dentist, you get a new one, you put it in. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, the Browns, paste. See, we said they're paste. The Bengals. The World Series tries again, and Kawhi Leonard's knee is still an issue. But we begin today. With big news from the Brooklyn Nets, that they have parted company with their coach, Steve Nash. The Nets are clearly waist-deep in the noise surrounding Kyrie Irving's recent interest in an anti-Semitic movie. The Nets won last night, but they're only 2-5. and five. And Irving has suggested in the past that he doesn't need a coach. Nevertheless, the Nets are reportedly trying to hire Ime Udoka, who had been suspended by the Celtics for what was reported to be inappropriate conduct with a female staffer. Wilmot, what do you make of all this? Tony, they're the most dysfunctional franchise in sports, the Brooklyn Nets, right? And I, you know, I'm going to look at some yep. notes because I, I just started thinking about my impression of the Nets over the last four years since KD and Kyrie announced they were going to Brooklyn. Yep. You know, this is supposed to be a big coup for Brooklyn who'll do anything to sort of trump the Knicks. And so they got these two guys and they've done nothing but embarrass themselves. There's, there's, they're unaccountable, irresponsible, dysfunctional, even shameful. There ought to be shame, except nobody, nobody's ashamed of anything, their conduct, their behavior anymore. They're delusional. You have, you have Kevin Durant, one of the great players of all time, you know, just suggest first I want to be traded, then get rid of the coach and GM. And then you got Kyrie Irving, who just has one embarrassing thing after another that makes him toxic, including this latest you mentioned, Tony, associating himself in whatever way with this, this movie that has all these anti-Semitic themes. It's like, what, what is he doing? Yep. And how does that work yep. in New York City? And how do the Brooklyn Nets put up with that? And so, Tony, there's nothing appealing about it at all, that franchise, that situation. They've put themselves in. And now they're apparently ready to hire Ime Udoka, who also has his own personal shame. And so, Wow. Congratulations to Steve Nash for getting the hell out of there while he can. There's virtually nothing I can add to what you said. So I will try just a little bit in this regard. I have no idea if Steve Nash is a good coach or not. I know that he was a great player. I know that the Nets are a mess. And I believe at the center of it, as you believe at the center of it, is Kyrie Irving over the last few years, including not wanting to play at home games last year so That's that he right. could not be vaccinated, letting his teammates down. There was a quote last night from Steve Nash that I wanted to read. 
I just hope that we all go through this together, meaning the reaction to the anti-Semitic movie that it appeared Kyrie Irving was espousing. I just hope that we all go through this together and try to all come out in a better position and both more understanding and more empathy for every side of the debate and situation. That sounded a lot to me, Mike, like both sides have good people. So I was disappointed in that. But I'm going to not talk about Kyrie Irving and anti-Semitism, though I am prepared to for a long period of time. I'm not going to do it because it seems like the agenda has been changed. It seems like the Nets have gotten out in front of this and deliberately changed the agenda. I am not surprised that Steve Nash is no longer the coach. They were a bad team, underachieving team. We both agree on that. I'm a little bit surprised Ime Udoka may be the coach. Okay, because as you said, it's only about a month, a month and a half, that he was suspended by the Celtics for conduct unbecoming. He's a great coach. In his one year, he got to the NBA Finals. But how do you put your arm around him and sell that to people? How do you sell that to your women fans necessarily? How do you prevent the sort of echoes of everything we've talked about with Deshaun Watson? So I'm, it is a team, it's a team that has problems from top to bottom. And if you tell me this is going to work out, I'm going to say, really, I'm going to wait and see. The biggest problem to me consistently is Kyrie Irving. And they can't, I'm sorry, Tone, they don't get to turn the page. They don't get to decide that. And I think there's more coming. I don't see how this can just be swept under and hidden by firing the Hall of Fame player turned coach. I don't see that. And even hiring Ime Udoka. I don't see how that can happen. Kyrie Irving has been an embarrassment from pillar to post. One episode after another after another. Let me leave the team to go to a birthday party. Let me not be vaccinated and be just a disgustingly bad teammate. And now let me have this latest episode, which I will now try to run away from by deleting a a social media post. No, 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 no. And so let's see. The league ought to be embarrassed by the Nets, a franchise operating in New York City under its nose. The NBA ought to be embarrassed. And I don't know if the owners, Joe Sy and whoever else at the top of the executive chain pyramid at the Nets in Brooklyn is embarrassed, but they ought to be. But still, Tom, we don't have any shame. There's no shame in America, clearly. We turn now to the effect of last night's rainout on tonight's Game 3 of the World Series. The standard interpretation of who the rainout helps most is Philadelphia, I guess, to most people, as it allows the Phillies to pitch their number three starter, Ranger Suarez, instead of Noah Syndergaard, who was scheduled to go last night. The Phillies will now be able to go back to Aaron Nola in game four. The Astros are not similarly tinkering with their rotation. So, Tone, do you buy that the rainout actually helps the Phillies more than the Strohs? So I'm going to try and draw a distinction here. I'm going to say that it's possible that the rainout can help the Phillies, but not hurt Houston at all. I think these are parallel lines. I understand the Phillies are happy to start Ranger Suarez. Let's not make him into Sandy Koufax, yeah, yeah. okay? Let's not, yeah. Okay? 29 starts this year, a 10-7 and seven record with a 3.65 ERA. It's the Astros good. pounded Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler. Yeah. Five runs each. I don't know why anybody thinks they're not going to pound Ranger Suarez. Look. You and I were columnists, sports columnists, for a long time. If you get a rain out, the office calls, they say, we need an off-day column. And I would say to them, give me an hour and a half, I'll tell you who the rain out helps. It's as simple as that. That's right. That's right. That's all it is, is jabbered, jabbering. That is nothing. 
Off day world. The only thing worse than having to fill an off day in the World Series, like you say, is a rain day. So I'm not buying any of this. The Houston Astros are the better team. Does it mean they're going to win the series? No, it doesn't. Does it mean they're going to win the next game? No, it doesn't. But I'm still taking the Astros. The Astros must feel they're just fine. They don't need to tinker. The team that is not as good is the one that must feel, oh, let's tinker. Let's put some people in a position to be better. Yesterday we sat here and we said we both liked the Astros' chances. Neither of us said, oh, my God, what if Ranger Suarez pitches? That's going to change everything. Because the Astros are hitting because Altuve is hitting because, okay, Verlander imploded, but the Astros are hitting. And by the way, Mike, I don't think it hurts them to go on the road. The garbage that they have heard thrown at them the last two or three years after the cheating, they've thrown a hard shell. Yes. It doesn't matter matter. to them. No. It doesn't matter. But I'm happy to watch the World Series. Let's go. And now to some intriguing moves ahead of this afternoon's NFL trade deadline. The Broncos sent star pass rusher Bradley Chubb and his five and a half sacks to the Dolphins for a package that includes a first rounder. The Falcons sent suspended wide receiver Calvin Ridley to the Jaguars for conditional pick. The Vikings and Lions pulled off a rare intra-division swap with the Vikings getting tight end T.J. Hawkinson and two fourth rounders in exchange for a second and a third. And after a week of trading top defensive players away, your Bears woke up and sent a second round draft pick to the Steelers for wide receiver Chase Claypool. Wilbon, where do you want to start? Tony, I think all these things are relatively minor. I mean, let's, I, I don't want to turn you know, the NFL trade deadline into the NBA trade deadline. We can actually get people who make a difference to, moving toward a championship right then. I do think, though, that the Miami Dolphins, by acquiring Bradley Chubb, not Nick Chubb, but Bradley Chubb, I think acquiring a pass rusher on that team where they're already pretty good, and as long as Tua can be trotted out there on Sunday and be healthy and start and finish the game, i tell you what, could I mean, Miami's not going to be favored ahead of Buffalo or Kansas City. But you know what, Tony? They're pretty darn good. And so the Miami Dolphins helping themselves like that on the other side of the ball, I think that was the really big move. And I think that the Ravens, all right, getting a great linebacker from the Chicago Bears and their GM, who I have no idea what he's doing. And right now I hate the Bears front office. I'll like them if they draft and sign their way to victory at some point in the future. Right now, I hate them for getting rid of a player as great as the middle linebacker, of, inside linebacker of the Bears has been for the, yeah. what, three or four, four or five years he's been in the league. I hate them for that. So I will see you what you said Ravens. about Miami, and I'll raise you one. Because I think both Miami and Minnesota are going for it right now. I think they are both yeah. all in yeah. right now. The harder path to me is Miami because of Buffalo and Kansas City, though I think they beat Buffalo already. The easier path is Minnesota, though I know I said yesterday I don't trust them. But there's not much of a bar to clear in the NFC, really, at this point. Cowboys, um, Cowboys, I, I think they're in it. And I will, well, then they've already lost to Philly. Yeah. But that's only one team. I will say this about Miami. Everybody looked at two Alabama quarterbacks this year, and they said they were great in college. Can they be great in the pros? Tua was one of them. Jalen Hurts was one of them. I believe in the games that they have started and finished this year. They have not lost any. We're like 10 so I would say that's good like enough. Something like that, yeah. yeah uh, something know. like that. Let's take a break. Yeah. Coming up, is winning Saturday's showdown more important for number two Tennessee or number one Georgia? He said Georgia reminds me of Roquan Smith. I'm angry all over again. And was last night's Clippers win overshadowed by bad news? Toss up. 
is next. I mean, Minnesota's got to win a big game because they win close, which is important. They just got to win a big one when the light is on. Pardon the interruption is presented by Guinness. Please drink responsibly. Part of happy hour. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Welcome back to Pardon the Interruption, presented by Guinness. Please drink responsibly. Part of Happy Hour. It's time for toss-up. Two men enter, one man leaves, finishes the show, then enjoys a small fraction of all the candy he made the neighbors cough up when he trick-or-treated last night in the rain. What's first? Toss-up for which team is Saturday's game more important? Number two, Tennessee, or number one, Georgia? Stick with me on this because it gets complicated, okay? I think it's more important, Mike, for Georgia. If Tennessee, Tennessee's already got the best win of the year. Tennessee beat Alabama. So if Tennessee loses this game and they have one loss, and at the end of the year, Alabama has one loss, well, head-to-head, Tennessee beat them, so I think they'd be in a better position to get to the playoffs. Georgia, if they lose this game, they can't get to the SEC championship, so they cannot redeem their one loss. If Georgia wins this game, they've beaten Tennessee, they've beaten Oregon, they'll be undefeated going into at least a clear path to the SEC championship, and if they lose there with their one loss, they might still get in to the playoffs. In fact, it's, it seems reasonable to me that if Alabama and Tennessee and Georgia all have one loss, which is possible, they'll go into playoffs with the winner of Ohio State, Michigan, and Clemson and TCU can pound sand. All right, that's very nice. The question was, which one is it more important for? Let me ask you just a real simple question. I'll keep it simple. Yours was complex. Do both these teams have a legitimate shot to win the national championship? If they're, yeah, if they're undefeated, yes. Yes, sure. Yes. They each, from where we sit today, going into this game, have a chance. Okay. So it's not more important for either one of them. I reject the construct. Well, that's not playing the game. I reject the construct. You push. It's important for both of them equally, and you cannot build a case. You're looking at the rest of the schedule, not the game. Right. Nice try. 
You I reject that too. You didn't play the game. Okay. You didn't play the game. Next. Toss up. How should the Clippers feel after last night? Better or worse? Well, they should feel great that they won the game. They should feel great that Paul George made a last second shot to beat Houston. Usually he misses those shots. The bad news is about Kawhi Leonard. His surgically repaired knee is stiff. He can't play the next two games, at least the next two games. So, Mike, when the Clippers get through nine games, Kawhi Leonard will have only played two. And if that pattern repeats itself over the course of the year, they're sunk. Yeah. There's nothing that they can do. I agree with because you. Because this is, this is not football. It's not next man up. There's nobody no. who's as good as a star That's right. in the NBA. It's no next That's man. Right. It's like Zion Williamson. If he goes out, what, what are you supposed to do? Tony, I didn't understand this. And I, dear friends, particularly Charles, Charles Barkley and Kenny Smith at Turner, they have picked the Clippers to win the championship. And both those guys have forgotten more basketball than I'll ever know. However... I'm sorry, they're not going to be able to win anything this year. This was like picking, you know, Brooklyn even last year when you have guys coming back from injuries. Kawhi Leonard, as you mentioned, has played two games. Paul George has been nearly Paul George terrific, averaging 34 minutes a game and in a slightly reduced minutes, averaging 22, 7, and 5. So Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are out there. I'm with Charles and Kenny. I get it. But we don't know that. Kawhi Leonard has missed two of the last five seasons. He missed essentially yeah. all the 18 yeah. season and all of last season. So what are we talking yes. about? There's too much to be proven before I okay. accepting. And they got Ty Lu. They got the most underrated coach in the NBA in the last 20 years in T. Lu. But he can't Plus, play for Plus, you need to him. mention this. Can't play for You him. need to mention this. Kawhi Leonard basically invented load management. It's his. That's it. I'm Let's take one last break. Still to come. The Browns completely shut down the Bengals. Was it all about Jamar Chase's absence? And Jimmy Butler makes a rather bold prediction for the two and five heat. You know, I love Jimmy Butler. You still love Butler, right? I love Jimmy Butler. Butler's still your boy. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Because he was with the Bulls. Absolutely. You love him. PTI fans, listen up. Have you heard you can listen to episodes of this very show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership? That's right. All your favorite PTI episodes can be heard on Amazon Music ad-free. But that's not all. You can listen to other top podcasts like The Low Post and First Take ad-free as well. They also have your favorite shows like The Daily, Part of My Take, and Up First, all without ads. You know what this means. Uninterrupted listening, so no more cliffhangers. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts, so we know they definitely have something for you. And it's already included in your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to Amazon.com slash PTI. That's Amazon.com slash PTI to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Interruption is presented by Guinness. Please drink responsibly. Part of happy hour. Happy time, people. Happy 75th birthday, Ted Hendricks, the mad stork. Hendricks was a four-time Super Bowl champ, nine-time first or second team All-Pro, 
as a 6'7", 220-pound pass-rushing defensive end. He's in the Hall of Fame. Hendricks is most famous for his time on the Oakland Raiders, the just-win baby Al Davis Raiders, who were deliberately constructed as the bad boys of the NFL. They hit hard, and if they weren't penalized, they hit harder. They moved to Los Angeles, back to Oakland. Now they're in Las Vegas. There's a distinct chance the Oakland A's will move to Las Vegas, and the Golden State Warriors, Mike, after decades of playing in Oakland, are now in San Francisco. Yeah. Time appears to be running out on Oakland as a major league sports city. I feel bad for Oakland. Tony the Stork. I mean, Mad Stork. First of all, isn't that the greatest nickname? Everybody thinks you're so young nickname. and smart these days. Where are the good nicknames now like Night Train and Mad Stork? What are you <laughs> young people doing? Get off my lawn. Come up with a good nickname. Wilbon's angry. That's You've right. made him angry. That's right. The Bears Not so happy front anniversary, of Derrick Henry. On this day last year, the Tennessee Titans' great running back had an MRI confirm a Jones fracture in his right foot that ended his season. At the time of the injury, Henry was leading the NFL in rushing yards with 937, which was 353 more than any other player in the league. Plus, Henry had a league-high 10 rushing touchdowns. Look at that. Henry's healthy this season. On Sunday, he carried the Titans and rookie quarterback Malik Willis to a road victory over Houston. 219 yards, two touchdowns oh. on 32 carries. After a slow start, Henry now has four straight 100-plus yard games, and he's third in the NFL in rushing yards. Tony, I'm not going to say he's as good as, but doesn't he remind you a little of the great Jim Brown? Oh, you can't Remi go to Jim Brown. Running he's style, the greatest ever. Running fury, power, speed. Doesn't he's he remind you of that? Oh, Jim Brown. Oh. Happy trails to the Bengals offense. One week after rolling up 537 yards on the Falcons, since he mustered just 225 against Cleveland, most of that in garbage time of a 32-13 loss. When the Browns' defense wasn't sacking Joe Burrow five times in all, it was limiting him to short completions mostly. Well, on both you and I thought the Bengals would be able to weather the absence of terrific wide receiver Jamar Chase, yeah. who's been sidelined four to six weeks with a hip injury. Did we underestimate how much Chase's absence would hurt the Bengals? No. No, I blame the head coach and whoever also is calling offensive plays. Because P. Ryan and Mixon, who can run the damn football, were given nine carries last night. You know your offensive line is leaky at best, and you continue to throw the ball every down and put Joe at risk like he's Joe Montana? Yeah. Bad head coaching, Tony. You know what I think of head coaching in the NFL overall. I, I understand days. that. It's odd to me. Run the Joe ball. Joe Burrow, I think, is very good. Run the ball. He's 0-4 now against yeah. Cleveland. Like the battle I'm still for Ohio. The he's an Run Ohio native. He's 0-4 at Please. the moment. I thought they'd win that game. They got killed. Big finish. Here we go. The Heat are 2-5, but your boy Jimmy Butler says, yeah. and I'm quoting here, we're going to win the bleeping championship, unquote. Are you with him? They were one Jimmy Butler made three from getting to the finals last year, so I'm not going against Jimmy Butler on this. I'm not going against him even though I think Milwaukee's better. The Colts fired offensive coordinator Marcus Brady. Your thoughts? Okay, their offense stinks. They've gone four games this year with one touchdown or no touchdowns. Look, I know you love Frank Reich. So do I. The next shooter drop is his. He's had a quarterback yeah. problem since he got there, and he hasn't fixed it. He's now on the fourth yeah, quarterback. He hasn't fixed Jimmy it. Ursa Buster only reports the White Sox will hire Royals bench coach Pedro Grafal as their next manager. Do you like it? If he can get something more out of that underachieving lineup, then yes. Albert Pujols officially signed his retirement paperwork. You disappointed with that? No, no, I'm not. 
No, he knew it was time to go. He said it was time to go. He got to his number. He had a great end. Not disappointed. It's the right way to go. Last one, Tuesday night, Maction. Buffalo to Ohio. Who you got? For first base in the Maction. What a great time to be a football fan in Buffalo where you got the Bills and you got this Buffalo in the Mac 4-0 against Ohio tonight, 3-1. Good thing. We're out of time. We'll try and do better the next time. Shout out Cindy Carey. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow on Knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple podcast. Cincinnati was my 16-point pick last night to beat Cleveland, so I'm mad at them too. Here's Paul. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.